and welcome everyone to Not All Men Improv, the new podcast from Thespian Arts Productions. This is hosted by the female members of the group and we are meeting once or two times a month to discuss all things comedy. It's a comedy podcast by and about the female members of the group. I'm the host, Lizzie Blowy. I'm the newest member of the group, so I'm very excited to introduce more of the more experienced members of the group to you. Guys, you want to say hi? Hello, I'm Georgina, uh, known as G, and I have been doing improv for 10 years. Hi, I'm Victoria, and like G, I have also been performing for 10 years. And I'm Lauren, and I've also been performing for 10 years. 30 years of performance collectively. That's like Jesus. a whole adult. That is a whole person. Very impressive, you guys. So yeah, you got you guys are all very, very talented, creative, charismatic performers. So I just wanted to be able to have a platform to discuss some of your experiences in the improv comedy world as someone who's new to the, the comedy scene and who's kind of just beginning their journey through improv comedy. So what I wanted to do for our first episode was to talk to Georgina a little bit more about her experiences with Thespionage. And actually, G, I'd like to take you back to before Thespionage Productions was kind of a thing, way, way back in the distant past, when it was a student-based group in Bangor, formerly called, I believe, Impsock, yep. then changed its name to Bangor Comedy. Yep. That was back in 2010. How did you kind of get involved with the group? What was your first attraction to improv comedy? So I first started doing improv because I was actually doing acting first. I was a very involved member of the Drama Society at Bank University and one of the plays that I was in at the time was a comedy and the director of the play who also happened to be a big big improv enthusiast himself recommended that I give it a go and I was very <laughs> I was very very reluctant I think the idea of getting up on a stage without a script and quote unquote trying to be funny was absolutely terrifying I really did not want to do it especially when I kind of walked into the room and saw that it was nearly all boys in there. It was very, very intimidating, but I gave it a go and I carried on long after the play had finished rehearsing and I no longer had to do it because I enjoyed it so much. What about it made it so enjoyable? Was it the fact that it didn't have to be a scripted thing and you could just go wherever you wanted to go? I think so, yeah. I mean, the concept of improvising wasn't totally alien because I had done it for drama as an exercise, you know, kind of like a character building, scene developing thing. And obviously, you know, I was used to performing on stage in, in front of people I was used to using my body, projecting my voice. I kind of had that sort of basic skill set. And it was just nice to kind of push it a bit further by doing something different. It was very freeing, you know, not having to learn any lines, doing whatever came into your head. And it was also just a lot like playing as well, which I know is a word that gets used in kind of improv comedy circles. A lot of people talk about playing and that's what it is. You know, you are just mucking around and, and trying things out with people. Yeah, so I think it was just, you know, it was fun. Did that fun continue into making you want to pick improv comedy back up when Thespionage Productions for? Absolutely. So I did improv really solidly and regularly in my last year at, at uni, doing kind of regular sessions and, and shows. And then I went for several years. I'd left uni not doing any improv at all. I think I didn't really feel confident enough when I was back home to sort of try and find and approach other groups. Um, it was just kind of something that I very much associated with uni with that particular time. And then it just so happened that we all ended up back in the northwest around or close to Manchester and were able to get together and get the opportunity to start improvising together and performing again and now that we've been doing that for four years I really can't imagine life without it. Wow four years that's crazy. So what, what have been some of your highlights performing with Thespionage over the last four years because you've done so many things. I was looking through the Facebook page and the website and there's just so much you guys have done like the Greater Manchester Fringe and Jape Ship 
performing in Edinburgh. It's just insane how much you've kind of crammed into the last four years as a group. So what are some of your highlights? I think performing, obviously, every time we're performing in Gulliver's, which is kind of like our virtual home, Gulliver's, the pub on Oldham Street, is, is great because it is like a second home you know every time we walk in and go to the little room at the back where we perform it's just it just feels so nice being there but obviously some of the bigger shows we've done not in Manchester so we went back to Bangor last year in the in the winter and we got to perform in the amazing huge new-ish theatre that uh, they had Banganel Pontio which was an amazing opportunity to be able to do that you know they had dressing rooms and a tannoy system and lighting and sound and all these jazzy things that we don't have in a in our little pub and also performing in in Camden which we did in the summer last year we performed in a little theatre above a pub in Camden and that was really nice for me because I am from the south and it meant that lots of my friends who still live down there were able to come and watch and, and support us which was really lovely but I think my favourite favourite thing are Christmas shows <laughs> Oh yeah, they, they, they seem to be kind of like the highlight of the year actually for the group in that you all get to kind of dress up and I remember I think there was maybe the last one we did as a group was the Christmas Carol one. I think you played a Liverpudlian Scrooge didn't you G? I, I did, yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> the choice of accent was not mine, it was given to me. <laughs> That's the joy of improv. You pulled yeah. it off. But yeah, I think the Christmas shows are really, you know, everybody's kind of in the spirit of things. We always decorate wherever we are. We always kind of decorate, we give out mince pies. We get people to wear their Christmas jumpers and their silly hats. So that it's always really good fun and full of Christmas cheer. Absolutely. It's really good to hear about your kind of experiences of picking it up at university and then later on being able to pick it up with the same kind of people that you knew. It's quite, quite nice that you were able to do that and to continue that journey. Yeah, it's kind of an amazing coincidence really that we have all ended up not just being close together geographically but all still being able to take part in improv and still, still wanting to do it as well. I think we all enjoyed it so much at uni and our experiences of that were so positive and we you know we built the friendships that we have now out of that year so to be able to to carry it on yeah it's just been a joy that's really nice I would like to just ask you what some of your favorite performers or comedians are that you've been inspired by in the past or groups that you might have seen live that have inspired you if you could just tell us a bit about about some of those yeah um oh gosh well in terms of kind of well-known female comedians I think my favorites um one of my favorites has to be Josie Lawrence because she's just such an inspired improviser she's just amazing I went to see Whose Line Is It Anyway the live show at the last Edinburgh Fridge that I went to and she was one of the performers and she was just outstanding especially when she sings and musical comedy improvised musical comedy is still I mean to me that's just like the pinnacle of difficulty and of, of skill so to be able to pull that off is just mind-blowing then also you know in terms of the stand-ups I really love Catherine Ryan which isn't probably as an original statement as it used to be because she just seems to be absolutely everywhere now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I really love her work as well well thank you very much Georgina for sharing your your journey with us so for the second part of the podcast we are going to discuss the transition that actors make between acting and then improvising because we all have experience with this so I thought it might be interesting to talk a little bit about that. I was thinking about when I first saw a play in Bangor I hadn't really seen a lot of plays before but you were in the play G it was much ado about nothing. That was the play that I started doing in Prof 4 the comedy was that. (laughs) Okay yeah so I was really like I remember being really impressed but also quite intimidated by you as an actor because you were just this hugely like confident and sassy and funny and sarcastic and all all these things that I was you know as a 19 year old I kind of really wasn't and I remember being quite scared of you for the rest of my time at Bangor because you were just this like amazingly (laughs) creative and confident actress 
and then you were in improv and then you like did jazz and dance and all that kind of stuff so I think for me you were kind of this like mythic creature at Bangor <laughs> like a unicorn <laughs> but I think that transition that you made from acting to improv I think from my experience anyway that's why I wanted to get back into some kind of performance because it's been a good 10 years for me since I've done any kind of acting so my experience of wanting to join the group is just being able to spend time with lots of people that I love and being there anyway as an audience member felt very comfortable for me to step in as an or at least to have a go as an improviser absolutely um, and yeah. I think I did mention to you Lizzie a couple of years ago I was like you should be in the group why are you just watching <laughs> you're so good because you've helped us out so many times when we've asked for audience participation and no one has wanted to volunteer and you very reluctantly raise your hand and you're just amazing every time oh. so I'm glad that you finally Thank came you. to the dark side <laughs> I have to say though, there was very little reluctance in it because I really love to show off and be on stage. I'm an introvert with social anxiety, but I love performing. Go figure. I think that's me as well. <laughs> yeah, I think we, yeah, a lot of people fit into that category. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely joined the group because I missed performing and I didn't really mind what kind of performing it was, if that's not too dismissive to say. That's fine. You know, ugh, well, you'll do. I'll join in. <laughs> it's just improv. It's not like real acting. <laughs> it's true. No scripts to learn. Yeah, that's true. I think going for or going between acting and, and improvising when we were at uni it showed you that if you did acting a lot of the skills that you needed were already there and it was a very different experience and you were a very different performer going to it with that background rather than if you just had the opinion that maybe you were funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think as well too harsh. <laughs> When we were doing um, improv, particularly when we were first starting with it, we did a lot of things like vanilla scenes. And so you kind of learned how to do a scene that wasn't inherently funny. And it made you just, you're more aware of, say, maybe characterization and just what you're saying. And I think that that helps you when it comes to acting, because it's the body language when you're acting. You could know all of the words in your script and still not get what you want to say across because of your body language. So I think there are so many different parts to improv and acting that can be tied together and they help each other out. Lauren, you were in a lot of plays as well. How have you found acting um, and improvising? I was I was in a lot of plays. Um, wasn't very good, so um, that's... <laughs> Uh, why I've, I've decided to focus more on the improv side of things yeah go, going along with what everyone said so far um, just as something it's two sides of the same coin acting and improv but they're sort of stretching different muscles really because a lot of people think that doing improv is a lot scarier than acting but really it's you know you're not held back and constrained by the script the director someone else's vision of what the scene should be but on the other hand it, it does you know with you and your scene partner you've got to sort of develop something entirely new out of nothing so uh, yeah I think it's, it's sort of useful definitely to have both but I'm not I think I'm always going to prefer improv. Yeah. I feel like there's, it seems the wrong way around, but there's a lot less pressure with improv because if you mm. get up there, you do a scene and something goes wrong, the characters don't gel, you don't necessarily hit all the notes that you wanted. It doesn't matter because you literally made it up on the spot. But if you go, if you're doing a play and you get up on the stage and you absolutely tank, you know, that's weeks and weeks yeah. of rehearsing. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> that has then ended up in uh, not a very good output and it's devastating um, for that when that happens whereas yeah with improv you just learn to brush it off because you're like well I just did it on 
the spot and it was with a rubbish suggestion from an audience member. So that's fine. I'll just move on to the next thing. I think part of it. So I was watching some stand up by Hannah Gadsby recently and she, <laughs> she's incredible. She was talking about, she started off her set managing the audi- audience's expectations. And I think in improv, the audience's <laughs> expectations are automatically quite low. So anything you throw out that hits the mark is automatically it's like wow that is funny okay yeah <laughs> whereas if it's something that's beautifully rehearsed if you don't hit a really high level every time they're gonna go huh, well that could have been better but in improv it's like oh that made me laugh who would have thought it yeah because of one of the reviews we got um not as shit as i thought it would be yep. yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're aiming high aiming high yeah amazing in terms of the difference between acting and improv how as women do you find that you're able to kind of fit into roles on stage do you find it much more freeing as a as a woman performer through improv do you prefer the kind of characters that are written for women that are scripted it's difficult to say because i think in improv particularly doing short form improv like we mainly do you're you're, you can be any character you want to be and that can be for five minutes and then next game you can be another character and another character so you write your own script you write your character so you don't have to play to a stereotype or you have to play to something that somebody else has written you like even if your scene partner starts a scene you don't have to then automatically play into the stereotype being a woman you can be whatever and I think obviously with proper acting You're following a script and you're you're not stuck as your character because obviously you can develop your character yourself and the way that you say things and your stage direction, it does change the character so you can make them more your own. But I think that improv, it's just really freeing because you can be whatever you want to be. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there, Victoria, because I don't know how, how you guys find it, but especially if you go back historically, like a few centuries back, they're just, you know, obviously there's exceptions, but there aren't that many well-written parts for women you're reading through them and you're like oh boy they got one and um you know oh it's it's well written it's a miracle and they're not always as developed and they don't always get those sort of same opportunities that the male characters in the plays would get yeah whereas with improv you don't have to be constrained to those pieces you can you know you can be any sort of character you want to be you can be any sort of woman you want to be or, or you can be an angry shoe you know <laughs> No, or a or a goat that's kind of philosophical. You don't have to be there. We can always dream to be that philosophical goat. <laughs> Definitely. That's really interesting. I was also involved more in plays and acting before I did improv. Okay. Why don't you tell us about that, Victoria? So I suppose my first foray into comedy was um, when I was about eight years old. So I was part of an amateur dramatics group, which is a a term that strikes fear into the hearts and souls of many. And we put on a panto every year. So I was one of those irritating children that you might find in a panto. And so I did that for about five years, which was a fantastic experience and I remember the adults being so funny I mean in hindsight it was church hall level panto and (laughs) bad puns and that sort of thing but it just put comedy even at a kind of low level as a child and probably not even getting all of the jokes because you know 
way over my head. Yeah, it was like, that's what I want to do when I'm older, because that makes me laugh. And it just makes you feel so good when you make people laugh and they're laughing with you and not at you or sometimes at you. And that's also fine. <laughs> Still counts. And then at Bangor, I joined the drama group like the others and just found a group of people that, you know, really liked performing. And then it was when I was doing a very dark serious play called Festen, which covered a lot of very dark topics and issues. One of the people who was in it, and I think he might have been directing, it's the same person that encouraged G to join in with improv. <laughs> what can I say? He was notorious. <laughs> stealing everyone to perform improv instead of regular drama. And it was just such a, a relief to be able to do something funny after all of this dark, traumatic stuff that we were going through with the play at the time, which your husband was also in, Lizzie. He was. He, and that was when I first met chef. him as well. Yes, he oh, was a drunk chef. Yeah, he was a drunk chef. Yeah. Yes. I and I knew he was in the improv group, and I think he and Case were the ones that encouraged us yeah. to move over to the dark side. So a bit of light relief after a dark... Emotional trauma. I suppose that is the joy of improv comedy. Thanks for that, Victoria. And um, we, we've come to the end of our first episode. So thank you all very much for, for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.